Hey there, beautiful soul. Welcome to the Creatrix Co. podcast, where we blend practical and spiritual tools to create no BS growth strategies for women ready to level up in life and biz. I'm your host, Laura Siver, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have you here with me on this journey of owning our role as the creators, or should I say creatrix, of our own lives. Together, we're breaking free from the barriers that hold us back and making space for more of the things that we actually want, not what others say we should. On this podcast, we'll dive deep into the realms of self-discovery, personal growth, mindset, and spirituality. But here's the thing, we won't stop at just theoretical knowledge. We're all about practical tools and systems that you can apply in your everyday life. No fluff, just real strategies that work. Get ready for inspiring stories, actionable steps, and wisdom from our incredible guest speakers. We'll explore different topics, introduce you to new elements, and give you the tools to experiment and create your own unique path. So if you're sick of the same results on repeat day after day and are ready to live that kick-ass life with your dreamy business you know that you're meant for, let's dive straight into today's episode. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you here, Corinda. I've literally been looking at this date in my diary for the longest time and it's just like snuck up on me and now I'm like giddy with excitement. <laughs> but um, I've been in your world on and off for the longest time. I started off with one of your digital products and then moved across to your content mastery club and then moved on to the society. Oh, actually DP2P within that. And then the society. So I feel like I've just kind of been floating in and out like that friend that you kind of disconnect with for a bit and then you pick up where you left off. But for those of you like in my community that are listening, I, you know, who don't know you, I'd love for you, Corinda, to share about yourself because, you know, you're going to be the best person to do it. Let's be honest. Oh, I can do that. I would love to do that. And thank you so much for having me. It's such a privilege to be here. And I was doing the same, right? Counting down to this. So who am I? So my name is Corinda and essentially I help small business owners get seen, loved, selling and then scale. And I do that two different ways, which is what Laura touched on just then. So I do that through This Is Co, which is, I guess, like my main hustle, if you'll call it that. And that is where I help women get seen, loved and selling through copy and content and really compelling marketing. Um, so that's really um, where my business started. And the way that I was serving people within that business was through scalable digital products. I really found this beautiful way to serve, which aligned with my values and the ideal business model that I wanted and to be able to like help the amount of people that I wanted to help. And I had a lot of success with that. And it's really created some amazing income and impact for me and my business and my community. And so a little bit later on, I started This Is Corinda because people were asking me, you know, how did you create this business model? And that's where This Is Corinda came about. And that's essentially where I show people, you know, um, or teach people to do the business model the way I do it. So with low ticket digital products and value ladders, and that is DP2P or digital product to profit and the society, as Laura mentioned. So that's over that side of my business, which I lovingly call my side hustle. Um, I wrote this is Corinda. I love that that's the side hustle. Like I know. Your big mentoring coaching program is the side hustle. <laughs> I know, right? I know, yeah. So that's that's the side baby, and then the main hustle really is this is Corinda. But I love them both equally. Yeah, they're both so different and so supportive in different ways. And if someone is like not sure about how to enter your world, there's just so many different options that they really can't go wrong. So I love that about what you do. You have this like smorgasbord of options that people can then just like feast on. (laughs) (laughs) 
And so um, obviously I've been in your journey, in your journey. Yeah, I guess I've seen your journey. (laughs) (laughs) In your world. And um, I know that you've done quite a few other podcasts with other people. And I've like been nosing about trying to find like you on the different podcasts, what you're speaking about then. And you touch on digital products a lot and how you started with your first is it $27 digital product? $23? $26, yeah, $26. Somewhere in that bracket. (laughs) But I actually really wanted to touch on other topics and really explore other things with you because you've already explained all that stuff. So if people want to listen in, I can definitely recommend the podcast that you are on with Melissa, with Christy. So lots of options there. But just so that we can bridge some gaps, can you share your journey with digital products? Because it is at the moment a bit of like a hype word and everyone's trying to get in on that. And that's great. Like the more the merrier. So what did that look like for you when you started off? What were your challenges? Did you have major learnings? Like tell us all the things. Oh, so many. But I'll give you the nutshell version. So essentially I started This Is Co in 2020 after a really long personal journey where I decided to like leave corporate and move across the country. And I wanted to, you know, create a different type of business for myself. I'd been a small business owner for many, many years as true side hustles to corporate or, you know, other roles that I had. And so essentially I started This Is Co. And when I started This Is Co, I started building myself what I would call the golden cage. So basically I'd replicated my nine to five. I was tied to my computer. I was indoors. I was trading time for money, except the only thing was it wasn't a nine to five. It was a 5am to 9pm. And, you know, I also saw that I was going to have an income cap, which was probably going to be less than my, um, you know, corporate career, which I've kind of, you know, grown significantly in over time. And I wasn't serving as many people as I wanted as well. Like I was having to turn people away. And so it came to the point where I ended up just saying to myself, like, what do I need to do to create more of that business model that I actually wanted um, and what aligns with my values and my skill set and all of those types of things. And I ended up deciding on low ticket digital products. And that really aligns with my values of who I am. I, you know, my mission at This Is Co is to help women get seen, loved and selling, you know, without marketing standing in their way because women have big, beautiful dreams and things to offer the world. And so often it is marketing that prevents that. So I didn't also want to have a really high price tag on, you know, people, you know, me helping them with that mission essentially on me fulfilling that mission so low ticket digital products ticked all the boxes for me so I spent a few months uh, making my initial digital product which was complete content 24 7 the first edition and I released that in May 2020 right after like smack bang in the middle of COVID like type thing um and I guess the rest is history so that absolutely like took off I've made a million US dollars now in under three years with low ticket digital products thank you very much oh good I'm doing a quiet clap in the background (laughs) not to disturb you yes and I've helped you know I think at last count it was about 40,000 people have come through my world um that I've been so honored to help in lots and lots of different ways and I learned a crap ton during that journey for like the proper metric term. And um, there was a lot of stuff that I did for the first five or six months of my digital product, trying to get sales pages right and funnels right and, you know, ads right and those types of things. And um, I finally cracked the code, as I'd call it, in probably like September 2020. And the business really scaled from there. Um, I introduced some new products. I introduced a membership. And I have this beautiful dream business now over at 
this is co from that. Um, but yeah, when you said learnings and challenges, like every business, there was so many along the way, right? So many um, from imposter syndrome to like actually learning new skills in digital marketing and, you know, um, learning, I guess, the right formula for creating digital products and putting those funnels together. It was like quite the journey um, over a number of months. Um, but yeah, all worth it, right? All worth it in the end because, you know, now we're here um, and I've been able to work with amazing people like yourself and really create this business that I just wholeheartedly adore. Mm, and I love that you touch on that because I am the first person to put my hand up, so guilty of like trying to rush a business, oh, yeah. trying to rush a launch, trying to get everything done, trying to get all the followers. Not that I like, I'd never pay for that because I know that, that that's just not the way to go. It's not worthwhile in the end. But, you know, like I think we're all very impatient people and that's normal. But um, it's taken me a little while to learn to like yeah. slow down to speed up and get exactly. really in it and enjoy it rather than that hustle mindset and culture that thank god we've like we're slowly moving out of mm -hmm. <laughs> because that was killing us that was so toxic oh, um but you know especially for busy women in business and you know myself as a mum I can speak to other mums in business who have limited time we do want to like step out there and take those impulsive actions and just like really get things going. We want to build it. And then we can very quickly get really discouraged because things aren't moving the way that we had hoped. But you're someone that's I've, that I've always seen as very grounded and very steady in what you do. And you have gained so much traction and momentum over the years. And I think that that's some, like an attribute that should be you should be so proud of first and foremost because that staying power and that consistency has really kept you going and it's so beautiful to watch. But is there anything that you can share that really attributes to that? Because people like past Laura <laughs> who really struggle with, you know, keeping something going continuously, especially when it's hard and you're not seeing results, you're hearing crickets, like what can you share with us that will help in that grounded, steady kind of energy. Yeah, I really love this question. And you actually kind of hit the nail there, like hit the nail on the head there where you said like past Laura looks at failing or cricket or like, you know, we're seeing crickets, all those words that you just said. And I never, ever look at my business like that for a long period of time. Don't get me wrong, I'm human. So there are moments where I'm like, this has failed, but I always redirect myself to that place where there is no failure in business like there is only learning or outcomes and I know that I say this all the time so there's insights or outcomes so every single thing that we're doing in our business is getting us to where we want to be even if it feels like failing right now like if I was to go and put an ad campaign up today for my digital products like I've just been creating a new digital product for chat GPT I'm still in like this ads optimization stage for it I could go and put a campaign up and it you know, flop or fail for like common terminology. And a lot of people would be like, this is never going to work or this is money down the drain or something like that. But for me, I really just look at that as like, okay, amazing. So I have learnings, I have insights. This is like, you know, process of elimination, right? It's going to get me closer to the right outcome. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I also do, and I actually put a post up about this today, which is, I love that you asked this question, was 
I always ask myself, where are these shoulds coming from? So in business, like I should have this up already or this should be doing this or, you know, this should feel like this. And I always ask myself, like, where are these shoulds coming from? And most of the time the call is coming from within the house, right? Like we put these mm-hmm. expectations on ourselves that aren't fair, that aren't actually appropriate, that really we wouldn't expect from anybody else in our situation or our shoes or we expect them from ourselves. And so often this creates this like, internal chaos for us of I'm not here I'm not doing this this should look different this should feel like this this should feel like that and most of the time we've created this environment and so I always look to see if there's some shoulds in my life that shouldn't be there um, and look to take those out really and like give myself the best friend test which is what I was talking about today which is like would I give these expectations to my best friend and think that's fair? Like wanting the best for her and knowing she's got goals. And if I was to sit down with her and say, okay, like what do you need to do to achieve that? Would I set those same types of expectations for her? If the answer is no, we deserve that same love and fairness as well. And I think like it's a combination of those things that um, help to keep me grounded and probably not as like, um, reactive to my business as such, knowing that everything is leading, I guess, exactly where it needs to go and needs to be. Mm, yeah, I love that. There's, it's such a mental game. As much as it is also being strategic and having the right systems, tools, uh-huh. support around you, if you're not speaking to yourself in the right way in your mind, you're not actually going to be able to move. And I actually spoke about this last week, like your body's like, nope, nope, we're not doing this. I'm not motivated. I'm not inspired. I'm shutting down. This is a hell no, because, you know, it's all just here. And once you clear that, and then you're also supported by your systems that actually work for you, then you can move forward and keep that momentum, keep that, you know, goal in mind. Exactly right. I always say, and you would know, you would have heard me say this, but I always say in business, there's three main keys to success, your marketing, your offers, and you. And all three of those things need to be like firing as well as possible for your business to be a success. And it does come down to that as well, right? Like when we don't feel good about being in our business, like for this situation, for example, if we've given ourselves expectations or we're telling ourselves we're failing and business starts to feel bad to be in, it feels crap to turn up, we're not cheering ourselves on, like we put massive blockers in place in our business. And then it's like this vicious cycle, right? Where these blockers are feeling like you're gonna fail, give you imposter syndrome or hesitancy or you start to become more risk adverse or whatever it might be like this really does can snowball and it's really important to remember that like we are the CEOs of our own business and while there's absolutely going to be external impacts and really genuine authentic feelings that come up through business it's also our job to create an environment where we want to keep showing up where those things are okay um and yet it feels like joyful and and you know um I guess just like we're allowed to be human in our businesses. And, and once we create that environment, then it can help us stay the course. Mm, yeah, I love that. I, I can really hear in what you're saying that you're, you've given yourself and like advice for others, you know, to just really let yourself be yourself, really give yeah. yourself permission to do what you want in your business. It's like your rules and your life. And if you want to speed something up, slow it down, you know, stop talking to yourself in a certain way, take a break, then you should allow yourself that opportunity because if that part of your, you know, three steps is not there, like the you is out, nothing else is going to function. Like they all literally mingle together and you can't have one without the other. Exactly right. Exactly right. So, so good. And I guess that like leads into the next question and 
you know, we, we're talking about following um, your own, you know, guide as well and like really being true to yourself, really listening to yourself, being mindful. And I think at the moment, especially, I mean, always, but especially at the moment, there's a lot of big influencers out there, big coaches who are really disruptive and don't get me wrong, they're, they're doing what works for them, right? But the problem that I see is that people get really carried away in, oh, if that's working for them, I need to be like that. I need to be disruptive. I need to be bold. I need to start speaking out in like crazy swear words or weird (laughs) shit or, you know, whatever it looks like that isn't actually natural to them usually for the most part. And so um, you're someone who I see who is a little bit more quiet in the industry Mm -hmm. but not necessarily that doesn't mean that you're not as loud if that makes sense you are still bold in what you're sharing you're still you know sharing all the really important stuff but you're not like standing from the rooftop like rah look at me (laughs) and so um you come off as a really beautiful bubbly nurturing type of communicator and that's so refreshing in a industry that is just full of loud people loud noise so for those people who are more of the quieter type, like I'm that way as well, how do you cut through the noise? It's really interesting because we always have to remember in business, the reason that's working for that person is because it's them. And there are so many different personality types in the world. And that person who has that voice Bible values that is boisterous or loud or bold or confrontational or whatever that might be, they're going to be a magnet to their people. But what they're not going to be a magnet to is your people, is to you essentially. And the best thing that we can do in business is find our own voice Bible values and put those out there really authentically, of course, backed by strategy and call in our people that way. Like like attracts like, right? Like calls to like, like rules of the universe, all of that type of stuff. And it's absolutely no different in business. There is a huge pocket of people out there that will be our people, that we will be magnets for, but only if we allow ourselves to like be that most authentic version of our own secret source and not try and be like someone else. So for me, One of the big things I've done since like day one or tried to do since day one and got much better at it over the years is I have absolutely no idea what other people in my industry are doing. Like absolutely no idea. Um, The only time that I would know what someone in my industry is doing is if I've literally gone and looked to coach somebody else who's in my industry because, you know, we were setting up a brand or something for them when competitor analysis matters. The most important thing that you can do every time, I actually have a post going up about this, I think tomorrow. Um, The most important thing that you can do when you... um, you know, start to feel that urge, like go and look at what other people are doing is instead sit down, ask yourself what your ideal customer is doing today, what they're feeling, what they're fearing, what their situation is and go and create a piece of content in your own voice and value talking to them. Like that is so much more conducive to success in your business than going and stalking your competitor and trying to be like them or hack their secret sauce or, you know, like just hurt your own damn feelings, which is most of the time what we're freaking doing when we go to look at our competitors like there is that is just one of the things that we as humans love to do um and that really helps me so blocking out that noise and anytime I get that urge to be like what's my competitors doing I'm always like wait a second what's my ideal client want to hear from me today who am I what do I want to do what do I want to create and try and put that out there um and I think it's important to remember that 
there are people who don't like loud. There are people who don't like boisterous. There are people that don't like bold. So just because you see someone doing that online doesn't mean that's the only way to do things. If you want to be quieter, more intentional, um, like more sustainable, whatever that might be, lean into that because there's people out there that that will call in. Mm-hmm. So, so, so true. And that brings it back to me to the the point where if you're doing it to try and be like somebody else you're not actually creating the right content (laughs) you're just trying to copy and replicate and I get it some you do have to do that sometimes to try things on because at the end of the day like we are all changing and evolving and new things come out and we get curious and we want to have a little taste and that's okay but being able to check in with ourselves like you were mentioning earlier and go okay is this actually for me is this what I want to do because if I don't want to communicate in that way and it feels really edgy and nerve wracking, you're not going to keep going long term. So then it's not building into your momentum and, you know, moving forward in the direction that you want. And then also you're not serving your people in your best capacity because they've obviously come for you. If they wanted that coach, they'd go to that coach. (laughs) Exactly. And it creates an entire suite of issues in your business later on where someone does start to work with you and you do slip into the natural voice and vibe that you have. And there's a disconnect um, between who you were online and who you are in your business. And you're completely out of integrity in many of those, you know, situations. Um, It creates like low lifetime value of customers, you know, clients that, you know, I hear people say that they're out of like my clients out of integrity but it's like or is there something out of integrity in the relationship or that dynamic you know all of those types of things so it does have a larger flow and effect to the business as a whole as well mm. it's always best just to be your most authentic magnetic self from day one yeah and then it's like borderline clickbaity isn't it because you're yeah. it's like false advertising <laughs> and then they come exactly. into your well you're not actually supporting them in the in the way that they had hoped and dreamt exactly. that you you're not the person that they were attracted to online yeah. um yeah yeah exactly and so you know speaking of all the hats and trying things on and really looking at different options something that I know I felt and always dip in and out of as a woman in business as a mum in business myself like the stress (laughs) the stress of running a business whether that is time stress energetically uh, financially you know whatever it is list all the the above um and and more because I can't think of those (laughs) but um you know I think it's really challenging when you especially when you start out in a business you're managing all the hats, you're wearing all the hats, you're trying on new things and you aren't super skilled in some of them and others are like your forte or you really love them and you are willing to dive deeper. But, you know, my community and many other women out there do feel like they get stressed and they don't know how to prioritise what the right task is to do next. And, you know, before you had your support from your wonderful assistant, Holly, um, you know, what did you do to support yourself so that when it came to launching or even just being consistent on Instagram and socials, you could really feel like you were still playing to your strengths and prioritizing the most important tasks without getting stuck in burnout or feeling like you're in overwhelm and you have no damn clue what to do next? Yeah, and I think like I think the word that you use there is the actual answer to this, and this is prioritization. But actually, 
understanding what prioritization means and it's not an entire to-do list that you have to get through top to bottom it's really understanding where your actual energy should go and almost what you shouldn't need to do whatsoever because there's a lot of women out there doing busy work that is in building businesses I like someone will come and ask me like how do I organize my Canva files? And this is just one example, right? Like, how do I organize my Canva files? And I'll be yeah. like, have you posted content today? Like, <laughs> is this even a question that like yeah. we need to be talking about right now? Like with love, right? Because I know that I can be guilty of it myself. I'm like, oh, I should go and, you know, re like clean up that bookshelf over there or whatever. And then I'm like, is that really where my energy needs to go? My time needs to go. And so there's like some key things you should be focusing on in business, of course your marketing, your offers, and you. Like that is always what it comes down to. Um, and I normally like use like a 4P method, right? Um, so like, is it profit? Um, hang on, let me just pull those up for you because I don't want to misspeak. Um, That's okay. I just wanted to call out, like I love that you mentioned that because people won't be able to see it, but like my shelf behind me is a chaos and it's because I'm not prioritizing that. That is not important to me. It's real life. I don't care. (laughs) I would rather produce something um, on socials or create this podcast so that I can deliver and serve my community rather than cleaning my damn shelf. (laughs) Exactly right. And so when we're prioritizing, it's not just putting everything that we think we need to do on a list one, three to 100, it's really about figuring out what doesn't need to be on that list, right? And so like the things that I always focus on when I'm going through and being like, where do I actually need to work this week? Like number one is always going to be people. Now, if you're new in business, you don't have people yet, right? But you're going to have to factor that in when it eventually starts building. And that is really about like communities. Like, you know, for me, it's the first thing I do in the morning, the last thing I do at night. So anything with people gets the highest priority. We don't have businesses without the people who need us. So that's really, really important. The next thing that I always look through, like my to-do list is profit. Like, where am I actually going to make income in my business? What do I need to work on? And normally that is like marketing and offers. Those things will normally fit under that. And I will prioritize those things like above all else. But then also like myself, right? So I am part of profit. So do I need a break? Do I need self-development? Do I need training, learning, development, those types of things? Um, Then like programs as well. So am I supposed to be delivering something, creating something? So like that kind of work or products if you're a product creator right so programs or products is there something I should actually be developing within my business be that a digital product be that a course be that working on my offer suite itself my own coaching skills and then there's passion so like what is actually going to make me happy to do on that list like what is going to light me up what keeps me well what's going to fill my life with joy just because something isn't revolving around people or profit or programs doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't fit our prioritization um it certainly does like to a lesser extent um if those things aren't getting done we can't just have a passion project business which is just full of passion we need to have offers and things like that but those are really the four things that I'll look through and there's so much that falls to the wayside once you start to look at that like do I really need to change my logo colors today do I really need to mess around in Canva do I really need to like go and stalk my competitor do I really need to be doing xyz like you can see the stuff that starts to fall away when you learn to prioritize all right I'm going to interrupt this episode because I need to tell you about 
the launch magic method, which is your shortcut to stress-free campaigns. So if you're tired of that endless stress and overwhelm, the anxiety that comes with launching a new product or service, or find yourself wearing all the hats in your business, feeling guilty because you are literally burning the candle from both ends and sensing a burnout looming from running your campaign, I want you to know that I know what it feels like to be time poor and trying to make it all work which is why I created the Launch Magic Method. Now with this game-changing solution, I've designed it in a way to simplify how you launch. So imagine what it would be like to be able to focus your attention, your energy and efforts on the tasks that actually matter. To say goodbye to the decision fatigue, the anxiety and the guilt of overworking and reclaim your time, your peace and joy in actually launching. Yes, that is possible. You can actually have fun while launching. And the best part is it's literally all done for you at the click of a button. Like you literally put in your launch date and it pre-populates everything for you. So whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or just starting out, the beginner-friendly platform is tailored to make you feel supported without that hefty price tag of hiring a virtual assistant, an OBM, or a campaign planner. So what you'll get from the launch magic method is a set of comprehensive lessons to help you navigate the platform with ease. You'll have access to a private community where you can connect with like-minded women and get personal answers to your launch-related questions and a chance to bring fun back into launching your next big thing. So don't let the complexities of launching hold you back. With the Launch Magic Method, you are not just investing in a tool, you're investing in peace of mind, efficiency and success. So join me today and experience the magic of stress-free launching. Click the link in the show notes below to learn more and get started because your next successful launch is literally just a click away. Um, and then also it's about time management, like as unsexy as that is, time management is massive in business. And there are so many people sitting down to do an hour of work and not getting an hour of work done. Mm. And one of the things that I've had to learn to do over the years is like, especially before I had Holly was like every minute matters and using things like the Pomodoro technique, because I can be a big procrastinator or I can be like a squirrel, like shiny object syndrome yeah. when there is 10 things on my list and they all fit into the four P's. I'm like, where do I start? Like, I've got to get into my community. I should work on this product. Oh, my God, wait, I've got to do that real and whatever else. So I started time blocking, essentially, yeah. which is the Pomodoro technique, which is where I'll have time in my calendar set away for certain tasks, um, and then I'll use the Pomodoro timer, which is where I work for 25 minutes straight on that one focus, and then for five minutes I can flutter around and do – I think you're supposed to rest in that time, but I've never done that. Mine's like I have five minutes, like, panic reply to that, like, DM that's been on my mind or pay that bill or whatever it might be yeah and then I come back and do my work and that's really how I've just kept myself I guess like on track when it comes to where my focus should be and keeping myself focused in business yeah you've said so much in there and I think even though you are like taking the five minutes to go and pay that bill or reply or whatever that's obviously something you want to do as well because exactly. if you didn't you just wouldn't do it right exactly right it wouldn't be on the list to begin with right if it's not made the four piece like I'm certainly not and this is no hate to anyone who needs canva files like tidy because I get it right we're all built different like neurotypical neurodivergent like the list goes on if you need to do that yeah. that's fine but ask yourself like if you don't do it is this really a blocker to profit programs people or passion yeah and if the answer is no I'm not one of those people who need to do this to function it's just 
I'm procrastinating from the hard work or heavy work or scary work or imposter syndrome or fear of failure or whatever else it might be, go and find something else to work on. A hundred percent. And if you don't know what that should be, you need to get help. Like, I can't say that enough, right? Like, if you don't know where, like, you know, the Content Mastery Club, for example, if you don't know what you should be focusing on in marketing, go and get the blueprint, which is what the Content Mastery Club does. There's 12 steps in there. But, like, if you don't know, go and find out. Asking some deeper things Mm -hmm. subconsciously about, you know, fear or control or stress and overwhelm. And so once you can actually look at the symptom and go, okay, I'm procrastinating. What's actually happening? Yeah. Why am I doing this? And you dig deeper and you're like, okay, I'm actually really scared to do this next thing because it's outside of my comfort zone. And that means I have to be uncomfortable and grow. And like, yeah. So I'm going to add another P to your list as like a little silent P. I love that that so much. Yeah. You're exactly right. Procrastination is a symptom. Um, We need to find what the issue is to fix procrastination as well. Yeah. Yeah. And what I'm hearing in like the whole conversation is, mindfulness mindfulness is so big in how we run ourselves in our business in our lives everywhere but especially in this business context that we're talking about Mm -hmm. we cannot be a hundred percent we cannot give ourselves we cannot create the content we cannot do the task we cannot do a single damn thing if we're not mindful about how we are being how we are feeling what we need in that moment and so I know you have what I accidentally called white noise days <laughs> shusher, as a mum yeah. talking to other mums. <laughs> get the baby shusher in the office. Like I, know. <laughs> I love that. You should do a reel on it. <laughs> but you have like white space days yeah. and I love that and I know that that makes such a huge difference for you and your business. I know what they are for, for me and my business. Can you tell people how you implement that yeah. and what that looks like to you? Like does it mean that you're shutting off completely? Are you just playing it by ear or are there certain tasks that you like allocate during those days so that you're still kind of moving along? Exactly right. So I have two different things that I look at in my business. I work in the business and I work on the business. And I think that everyone has to understand that as a CEO, we have to do a bit of both of those. Can you just find that for people who may not know what in and on is? Of course. So working in the business is literally like your job, right? So you are serving clients or you are answering DMs or you are sending out packages or you are, you know, actually doing your job. And then working in the business, on the business, sorry, is like the CEO's stuff so what's the next offer where's the revenue coming from what are we auditing are we looking at insights like it's really like how do we grow and keep developing this business or how do we grow and keep developing ourselves and so what I've done in my business is I am full-time in my business now but even when I wasn't I used to split it up like this I have about 60 to 70 percent of my time that works in the business and then like 30 to 40 percent of time that works on the business and so what that means to me essentially Monday and Friday are called white space days and as a general rule you won't find me having any like um meetings booked on a Monday to Friday no podcasts things like that what I will normally be doing on those days is having things that I want to get done in my world and working on those as the flow goes I'll still use like the Pomodoro technique or time blocking if I know I need to but normally it is really like um taking a step back from being in the business and making sure I'm working on the business during those periods and Mm. like not only is it great in the sense that I am prioritizing, I am having structure, I'm time management to get this work done.
done and to keep the business moving forward. But it also means I'm doing it in a more mindful way. I'm not trying to do this in 15 minutes between client work five days a week. Uh, I'm not trying to do it in the every afternoon when I'm absolutely frazzled. Um, you know, one of the things I do every Monday is create content in this beautiful white space period. I consider that working on the business because, you know, that drives my business forward. Um, there are people who can thrive by doing it every morning or every afternoon, but I'm not one of those people. I need space. I need to, you know, time to cultivate, clear head, um, to have my own true voice because I haven't been working on clients' brands or clients' businesses that week. And so, you know, this is the type of stuff where I guess mindfulness, intentionality, I probably call it like intentionality in my business. Um, that's definitely one of the things that I've learned works so well for me and that I really like guard with my life if I have meetings on a Friday it is normally because um like I've had to push something there for other reasons of balance in my life yeah and then those Friday meetings aren't such a big deal so impactful because it's just a once-off here and there and your energy is you know at the the peak that it can be at before you have the meeting and then you're still good like you haven't tipped over the edge (laughs) exactly and I have to share as well because I'm all you know I'm always transparent and realistic the reason that I have the ability to do that is also because I have a passive or have put passive products in my business like I serve smart I do not trade time for money so even on that Monday and Friday I am making income I am making impact. So that's one of the other things as well. So like it goes hand in hand. If we want more freedom and flexibility in our business, we want our income to scale, we have to start looking at our products and offer suites as well, our systems and strategies. So they do go hand in hand if you're working towards things or if you're sitting there right now thinking, how the hell am I going to ever get like two days where I'm not working in the business? It's about, well, if that's not possible for you, if your business is only making money when you are physically working in the business, Mm -hmm. You need to look at your office suite. Mm, 100%. And looking at that structure that you want to create for yourself and being able to change the way you offer, you know, offer new things to support that. Because like you said, now you have this ability to bring in passive income. It's working smarter, not harder. And I think a lot of people, (laughs) we've all been conditioned that you got to work hard to get places, to make the money. And it really doesn't need to be like that at all because you can still make the impact without physically exchanging your time, physically exchanging your your energy. So I love that. And I guess like just following off of that, when did you know that you were going to go into that passive income structure? Was it like right from the get-go or were you you know, exchanging too much of your time for it before you stepped into that? It was exchanging too much of my time. It was, I stepped out of my, um, my corporate suite job. So as a chief communications officer and I like got a retainer through that big, that same big business. And so I was already chock-a-block with like 20 hours, I think it was a week or something like that. And then I started adding client work on top of that. So literally within like the first few months of having a business, I was already at capacity and I had to start saying no to things. And I was working at night in front of the computer at the TV with my partner at the time. And like that was creating like, you know, tension. And this was months into, like a few months into the business. And I was like, okay, like what have I done? Um, And I, intentionally took that time to be like what have I done Um, and how can I fix it instead of just being like oh maybe one day like there's a lot of like 
I think people recognize the problem but don't take the action to fix it. Yeah. Um, and I took, I made sure I took the action. Or they recognize the symptom and mm. not necessarily the problem. Yeah. And they go, oh, I haven't spent time, like I'm feeling disconnected to my partner. I'll just take time off work and just spend more time. But then that adds more pressure on this side That's and you end right. up just switching all the pressure between the different areas of your life and then realize why am I in burnout all of a sudden? So I love that you went back to, okay, this isn't quite working. This is not what I actually want to create because we forget we're the creators of our lives. We're the creators of our business. We literally get to choose at every moment. And of course, like if you're a mum in business listening to this, like you don't get to choose to like turn your child off. That's not an option for us. (laughs) But being aware, being self-aware is 100% key here and Mm -hmm. I love that because you were like okay my energy is not there anymore my time it's impacting my time with my partner I'm not doing enough of the things that I love to do which is also the equivalent of losing yourself as a mum because you are not being you anymore and so being able to go cool this is what it is right now it kind of sucks but I'm going to change it I'm going to take action and not being stuck in that space influence right so you said like you can't choose to turn your child off and you absolutely can't that's outside your circle of influence but what is within and it's the offers that you create and the way you choose to serve and the business model that you've picked and all of those types of things like your child is always going to need you I'm not a mum myself but I you know I see this your child is always going to need you um and so what is within the influence that way they can need you when they need you and you can respond to that if you need to what needs to change for that to happen don't get me wrong like I talk digital products at the moment but I also support a lot of other business owners is it a VA is it an agency model Mm. is it outsourcing is it chat GPT? like there are lots and lots of other things as well but what is it is the question yeah 100 and and exercise I don't know if you've done this Corinda but you've probably done a version of it uh mine is obviously more creative because that's my <laughs> my background but it's simple like create a circle and then within and I'm just you know showing you like you can like everyone can see what I'm doing but you basically just draw a circle out on a piece of paper everything inside that circle is within your control anything outside is outside of your control go ahead and just dump everything either inside or outside of the circle and you'll be able to see what you can do uh, because sometimes we can get really overwhelmed in the choices or the lack lack of choices because we can't see them so um a good idea is to just like do that exercise quickly dump it down on paper because you'll get exactly and do exactly what you did Corinda which I love yeah okay so then for any busy woman in business, mum in business, you know, who is finding that they are exchanging too much of their energy of their time and it's really starting to impact them. They're starting to, you know, reach that burnout tipping point. Mm -hmm. What do you think is the first step to switch over into more of that balanced lifestyle? And you can use, you know, like a digital product, for example, and like passive income since that is your niche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is the answer, right? So um, you need to find a way to work smarter, not harder. And a lot of the time in the, like to the beautiful women that would be listening to this, the answer is likely going to be a passive or semi-passive income model. Now that does not necessarily mean just digital products, but it could mean a membership. It could mean changing from singular coaching to to dual coaching or group coaching or, you know, you need to look at where you can stop trading time for money and find more, like they call it leveraged income, right? Mm -hmm. So, or, or leveraged time where you can make your, that same amount of time 
do more things essentially and so that's really what the answer is you know there'll be people outside of who I would you know know that listen to this podcast who are like agency owners and it would be about maybe hiring a manager or things like that like it's different for every business but normally when we're solopreneurs in small business with like knowledge based or service based or even like you know sometimes product based office suites Passive and semi-passive is what we're looking for. Ways to start leveraging what's in our head, what's in our hearts, what our offer is to the world in a smarter way. Mm. And would you say that uh, to put it in a really practical and tangible way, having a look at like connecting back to what your ideal customer is experiencing, what their needs are, what they're calling out for support in and seeing how you can support them and create something that's passive to do with that particular Exactly transformation. So the model that I always use at Digital Product to Profit is like the glass of water. So if someone's thirsty, they say, I need a glass of water. Thirst is very common. They recognize that they need a glass of water to fix that. That's what we should be serving up. Like what is so common, it's like a daily or weekly occurrence to your IC. And what are they saying when they're like, I'm thirsty, I need a glass of water. Like what do they recognize is going to fix that? That, of course, is still ethical, right? Like if someone was saying, I'm thirsty, I need a glass of like, you know, Coca-Cola or something. I probably ethically wouldn't be serving that up as a nutritionist. So we want that ethical element, right? But it really is just about identifying who do you serve? What do they need on a regular basis? What do they identify they need or problems that they're having and creating a solution for that? So it's always like, um, I, I use the analogy of imagine your ideal client sitting on the floor after a big day of doing whatever it is they do. So if you serve business owners after being in business, if you serve parents after being a parent, if you serve school teachers after being a school teacher for the day, like what is that thing that just is on their mind um, you know, has them sitting on the floor going, oh my gosh, this is so hard or I'm struggling with this or I wish this could change. Then what do they say to that? Like, this would be so much easier if. Mm. So like for business owners, how I come up with my products, it's normally like content or emails or too much on their plates. And then this would be so much easier if I had yes. this done for me, I could learn to do it this way. I had the answers to this and then creating products like that. The other thing is also looking for what what's repetitive in your business? Like, what are you forever doing? So one of the things with Complete Content 24-7 is I was writing content for people and I'd always notice that, like, as a copywriter, there's go-to formulas that I use. I was using the five pillars that are based on consumer psychology over and over again. It was so repetitive. And I was like, there is, like, a system here that I could be bottling up to put on on passive, to put on evergreen, where people could do this themselves with giant shortcuts, with still having my brain in their business. Um, and that's one of the things as well that, you know, can really help to, I guess, digitize or leverage some of that stuff in your business. Yeah, 100%. And when you do that, you're actually creating systems that support you mostly and then support other people. And that's something that I've definitely found with the uh, secret offer that I won't give away quite Uh, yet. (laughs) But it it was solving my problem and I realised that it was a problem that my community is also experiencing. And so why wouldn't I just share that with the world? That's right. Not to be biased, like I do digital product to profit, which is where we take products and we sell them with the main aim of creating profit. They build entire businesses as well. But that's not the only way to digitize your business. Like if I was a nutritionist and I was trading time for money through client appointments and, you know, every time a new client came in, I had to do the same kind of three hours of training and education with them. I would digitize that 
put mm. that in like a digital online course. When they sign up, they get that to do on themselves and then they come back in to my world after that. Like these are the types of things that we could be looking for opportunities in to really like leverage as well. Yeah, 100%. I love that. And so there's clearly a lot that's going on in your world because you've both of us have mentioned <laughs> the Content Mastery Club, the society, the digital product to profit, all yeah. of the things. But to sum up everything that you have on offer, can you tell people in my community how they can find you and get into your world and work with you? Of course. So if you need any help with marketing in your small business, be it product or service, digital product, knowledge base, this is Co is really where to start. And I have those products like Complete Content, like the Easy Email Marketing Collection, like ChatGPT Training, that are to help you to solve those really like immediate problems in your business, to give you back time so you can do other training, work on the business elsewhere, things start to take you less time um, and then if it was you know you wanted to market you wanted to master marketing as a whole for your business that is what the content mastery club is there for so still filled with oodles of shortcuts my support in there but also my 12-step strategy to building an entire marketing plan or, or executing your marketing step by step to really grow that business um, and then if you are wanting digital products for that is what this is Corinda is for and that is digital product to profit which is my signature system of how I ideate create sell and scale digital products using automated marketing um, and then the society is the mastermind so anyone that comes through digital product to profit if they then wanted to work with me to you know on a larger scale across their marketing, their offers and themselves in a digital business that's the society um, and what that is really for. Amazing. I'll put all the links in the show notes so people can access it really easily. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on the show today. You have shared so much, dropped so many nuggets of gold knowledge that you it. always do. Um, and I appreciate you taking the time to share it with my community. Thank you so much for having me. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Creatrix Co podcast. I hope you enjoyed diving into everything today and got some practical tools out of this episode that you can easily implement into your life and biz. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your attention and energy with me, especially when there are so many other things that you could be doing right now. It definitely does not go unnoticed. If you found value in today's episode, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a glowing review and rating. Please share this with someone you think will get as much out of it as you did because it also helps us reach more incredible souls just like you and it really helps us grow our dream. Don't forget to tag us on Instagram at thecreatrixco underscore so we can shout you out in our community and we also love hearing any feedback so please feel free to send that our way too. If you're hungry for more inspiration, strategies, and soulful conversations, don't forget to connect with us on social media. You can find all of our links in the show notes below for even more transformative content. I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.